Hello, thank you for joining me today for Give Him 15. And the title of today's post is, We Are the Worship. In the command of the forward dream, the Lord descended upon thousands of intercessors and leaders with his fiery presence. Gina Golston, who had this dream, shared in yesterday's post that she feels Holy Spirit wants to literally send this baptism of fire. I agree that he wants to do so, preparing us for the future. How will this occur? Are there things we can do to prepare? I believe there are. First, as simple as it seems, we must choose to receive this impartation. Gina made this point yesterday, pointing out that the 120 on the day of Pentecost had to first make the choice to obey Christ. Waiting, he told them to go to Jerusalem and wait. Waiting in the upper room until Holy Spirit came with fire and power. Engage your will. Make the decision that you will do whatever is necessary to receive the impartation God wants to give. This is the starting line. Second, position yourself. We cannot force, generate, or earn an encounter of this nature with the Lord. We can, however, prepare our hearts and minds to receive it. Business as usual produces the usual results, which is often good. There is certainly something to be said for consistency. Discipline is one of the keys to success in our lives. At other times, however, adjustments are needed. When this is the case, routines can become ruts. When God was about to take Israel across the Jordan, he told them to prepare for this by consecrating themselves. This word in Hebrew, kadash, means dedicated or set apart for a specific purpose. It is a separation unto, not from. Very important. To be separate from, as in don't do this, don't touch that, is a different Hebrew word, nazir. Nazir, or nazir, is about rules. Kadash is about relationship. Nazir relates to outward actions. Kadash is related to inward purpose. To kadash ourselves is to draw near to God, not separate ourselves from things or activities. We do this through prayer, worship, solitude, extended times in his word, communion, fasting, any biblical method of seeking and drawing near to the Lord, not from things. Positioning ourselves properly should also include a spiritual checkup making certain our hearts are pure. 
Jesus taught us to pray. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others. Before Elijah asked for fire to fall on the altar, he first had to repair and rebuild the altar, and then prepare the sacrifice. We should ask the Holy Spirit periodically to show us anything in our lives that displease Him, any part of the altar, our hearts, that needs repair. Don't become overly introspective. Just allow Holy Spirit to convict where necessary. Never accept condemnation. Holy Spirit doesn't condemn, He convicts. Thirdly, ask Him, ask Him for this impartation. Ask for it. Even though God knows our needs before we ask, He still requires us to ask. We often have not because we ask not. Why does He require us to ask? Because He wants communication with us. In Acts 4, the persecuted church asked God for boldness, power, something he no doubt knew they needed and already wanted to give them. But he responded by sending Holy Spirit with a fresh outpouring, so strong that the building shook. Ask him for fresh fire, for another filling with Holy Spirit in this season. Fourthly, worship. Remember, however, that it isn't the praise itself that God needs or wants. He is not insecure, needing our affirmation, nor is he arrogant or conceited, wanting to hear how great he is. John 4, 23 tells us God is looking for actually seeking worshipers, not worship. Big difference. It's the person, you and me, that he loves and wants. Not the song, but the singer. We are the worship. Quiet contemplation can be worship. Actions can be worship. Obedience is worship. Work, when done for His glory, is worship. Giving, reading God's Word, serving another. All of these things can be considered as worship when done with worshipful hearts. Having said this, there is a magnifying of His presence, a multiplying of His power when we pray or worship together. Corporate worship gatherings are important. If I were pastoring a church now, I would turn some of my services primarily into drawing near to Him in corporate worship. I'd worship for an hour and a half, two hours. If more pastors only understood the incredible power of this, it would happen much more frequently. Proclaiming the Word of God in our gatherings is very important. However, don't assume that He only speaks through sermons. 
God can speak his words directly to the hearts of people in our worship gatherings, not just through our sermons. And he can more effectively draw close to individuals as his presence intensifies in our corporate gatherings, imparting directly to them. This happens through lingering deeper worship, however, not 15 minutes of praise. Don't forget, David's tabernacle contained 24-7 worship, not preaching. Fifthly and lastly, wait. The 120 in the upper room waited 10 days for the outpouring of Holy Spirit's fire and power to fall. We must patiently await God's timing for all of his actions, not try to force him into our schedule. However, there are other important aspects to biblical waiting. Several words are used in scripture for waiting on the Lord with different and important nuances of meaning. In chapter 10 of my book, The Pleasure of His Company, I teach on these words. After defining them, I combine their meanings into one succinct summary. And here it is. Quiet, this is all the words rolled up together in one statement. Quietly waiting with a strong, calm trust, longing for his presence and eagerly expecting him for you know he'll come, and knowing that as he does, you and he will experience an increased oneness, a braiding together as your hearts and lives become more entwined. Powerful words. Waiting on the Lord is drawing near to him through the activities mentioned above in the fourth point. The oneness that comes from this, the increased manifestation of his presence, prepares us to receive. Do this. Learn to wait. In this hectic world of microwaves, bullet trains, air travel, there are some things that still take time. Slow down. If only for a few minutes a day, slow down and find him. I believe the Lord does want to bring a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit to us in this season. It may look different for each of us, but let's ask for it. Regardless of what it ends up looking like for you, of one thing I have absolutely no doubt, that doing these five things, will be time well spent drawing you closer to God. Let's believe for this together. Father, you came near to us through the cross of Christ. Now,
through his shed blood and the covenant it produced for us, we can draw near to you. As we take extra time in, the se in this season to do so with even more intentionality and regularity, we ask you to come to us in powerful ways. Come with your presence, love, fire, power, gifts, healing, cleansing, revelation. We have been made one with you through Christ. Now cause that oneness to manifest in new ways. May our love and devotion toward you increase in this season, causing us to minister, not just from a responsibility or our gifts, but from your very heart and compassion within us. We want to be able to say, just as Paul did, that your love constrains us. We want to say, as Jesus did, that you in us do the works. We want to be so like Christ that it is said of us, as it was of the early church, they have been with Jesus. We continue to release our faith and declarations that America is being saved. You are shaking loose and shaking down evil structures and strongholds. You are enabling us to destroy the giants that have ruled our land. You are freeing a generation from the deception and evil and coming to save millions upon millions of people here and around the world. The greatest ever influx of young people here and around the world is beginning. And this harvest will not be stopped. We ask and declare all of these things in the matchless name of Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. And our decree today. We know that our Heavenly Father loves us and wants us to draw near to Him. And as we do, He will draw near. Man, I highly encourage you, recommend that you read this again. Take a few notes. Make sure you have these steps and points clear and do them. Your father will respond. And don't forget, this will help you do it. This devotional as you draw near to the Lord. That's why we did this. Volume two. This is volume one. Believe there's a special if you want to order both of them, but I promise you, this will help you draw near to the Lord. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks for praying with me. And I'll see you Monday.